door guys. This is Davis and Vinny. I'm Andre. Oh wow! <laughs> Did you forget you were here? <laughs> I, I am Morgan Paul Joan John. <laughs> oh, you messed it up. Yeah. I messed it up. Uh, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. Today we have with us the raging Cajun, John Paul Morgan. We're uh, back to our uh, back to our old hijinks here. Last last week was a special episode, and uh, we're back to having guests on. Welcome, John. Absolutely, brother. It's good to be with you. I, I, this is a different setting uh, <laughs> than watching you guys see the room. This is actually fucking nuts right now. This is, <laughs> this is really, really. This is this is. This is nuts. All right, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> We've been very excited, looking forward to you ever since we saw you were on the calendar. We're like, oh, he'll do it with us for sure. We got to get him on. And we've even, we even, we have one email. We've had two consistent emailers, and one of them even requested we have you on. Yeah, that's our newest email. So yeah. I forget that guy's name. <laughs> Sorry about that, but uh, here's I'll, your I'll, wish, buddy. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. He's bored as hell. What <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't his name Dick McSuckin? No, I thought that was your name. Oh, that's right. No, I think it was, I think it was Pat. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good show. I, I truly enjoyed that show, man. I ain't going to lie. You did uh, something during that show for uh, our, our friend Jake of the club uh, that's, like, to me, the epitome of of you as a performer is it's such a emotional performance, whether you're doing a birthday for uh, Jake or just going through your normal set to me, like the energy from, uh, Oh, am I too close on yeah, that? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to say this shit. Life uh, is good. That's yeah. why we don't let you hold the mic. Yeah. <laughs> Put it down a little bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Pretend you're a comic. Just uh, the energy that you bring into a room that you can feel that we've talked about on the show a bunch of times, how, how you can feel that coming off the stage. And it's, it's super positive uh, the whole time. And, and it's just, you know, tonight was like a roller coaster, you know, right. of happiness. And, it, and it was, it's truly awesome to, uh, well, to see know, your show. It, it, it's, for me, it's really not an evaluating thing I do. It, you, you get from it what you get from it. But Jake is a special human being in my life. Yes, know? he is. Uh, and, and those who know Jake know what I'm speaking of, you know. Mm -hmm. And so he's special to me, and I love him to death. And um, if I can give him anything, the, the thing was is that it got me while I was giving him love and props. It got me. You with me? It got me. Yep. And when I saw him happy and we sang happy birthday, and the, if you know the whole audience, saying happy birthday. Did they really? So we begin crawling upward. You with me? They allow me to bring him on stage. Mm -hmm. The audience is attentive. They uh, sing happy birthday with me as if it were a Baptist choir. You know what I mean? And then, and, and, and then they, they, they give him a standing ovation. Really? You, you know what I mean? It was crazy. It was so awesome. I'm it on was stage, so awesome. and this, this human being, uh, with all the challenges that he has, is in a wonderful euphoric place, and after the standing ovation, um, I, I give him love, and I, you know, now I got to maneuver him off a of stage, you know. Um, and his brother was like, "Okay, you know, Jake, it's time to come sit down," you know. But on his way down, as careful as he walked in his way, huh? Right. Um, and then he started hugging everybody. Yeah. It was the best. <laughs> Son it was of the a best. bitch! Everyone. I was like, "Damn, I got to do a set here, you little." 
motherfucker. Let's go. No. At the beginning of your set? Don't do it at the beginning of your set. Come no, on. It wasn't in the beginning. Oh. It was. <laughs> Damn it, you should have came to the show. You'd have seen this. It was unbelievable. It was. But the love that the Omaha crowd showed at that for that moment in life, not something, but just for that moment in life, what they shared. And then when he started hugging everybody, like he was, you know, from the Rolling Stones, I mean, this cat was popular. <laughs> oh, each person he went to, the crowd would get louder, like clapping for, like they loved it. Like each person he went to hug, they would get louder and it was, it was. And now he's got, now he's got water coming out of my face. You know what I'm saying? I'm standing there. I'm standing there just, you know, in all practicality, just naked. Just like, damn, man. Damn. He would have kept doing that if if you would have let him. He would have went to everybody in the showroom and gave him a hug. Isn't that the truth? That's why I say I freaked out when the the whole concept of that. Just that night was was wonderful. That was a magical moment. I enjoyed it. That's a a remembrance forever in, in the stories of comedy for me. I love that got a wonderful brother that loves him that brings him out to see comedy, you know? Yep. And here this kid comes in here wearing a T-shirt with my face on it. you got to be kidding me. That's just unreal. That's just, that's just unreal. That's, that's a whole lot of love. That's I can't wait to get back to Omaha so I can see that kid again, you know? That's, that's a, I, I, I want to go feel that moment again, that, that time. And it's amazing that I rolled up on his birthday. Yeah, right. that's crazy. You know, it's yeah, it's meant to be. You know? Yeah, it was meant to be. Yeah. It was. I'll tell you what, I had a moment last night, too. I mean, uh, yeah, last night that was uh, meant to be. Uh, the Boys Town performance. Oh, really? Oh, my God, man. That was incredible for those parents. Those parents that that uh, are, are all, um, the, the parents that are all um, the caretakers of the children, uh, you know, live in particular houses and things like that. Right. But, um they have multitudes of children living with them that they're caring for, and they have their own. So I was listening to people who had been there for five years, for 10 years, for 20 years. They ask about how many kids they've been through. You know, it could be up in, a, you know, in the 30s, 40s, you know, over that length of time. It's amazing. One, one person had their own kids and, and eight daughters. Dude, there's no way in hell. I'm raising eight daughters. <laughs> <laughs> you out your damn ass mind. You lost your damn mind. That's no what you shit. I mean, seriously, man. I mean, and then to give it up and, and, and to walk by faith in that, you know, so I got a chance to perform for all of them. And it was, it was nerve wracking. You, you know my show. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, good God. Um, so, you know, you have to turn everything around and become extremely uh, aware of who you're performing for and uh, what, what it means and, and 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 how it how it gets taken. So that was a different performance for me. It had to be, I had to you know do a, a checklist, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then in the process, you know, to give back to them and watch those people laugh. For for a moment, they th- what they did was they had caretakers take care of the houses where the parents could go for a night and eat dinner and then go to a comedy show. They'd never done it before, and so rock and roll it happened. And it was just really cool. And so. So between Jake and going to Boys Town and performing for those people, that's all to me. That was really cool. Can you scoot a little bit closer to your mic? It's kind of cutting out a little bit, and I don't want anybody to miss a single word that you say. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> is, is that better? Is that yeah. better? Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, two good shows, and it was a lot of fun. So what they gave me doing that show is what they gave me doing that show. That's awesome. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that I enjoyed uh, th- that performance and the performance before. Um, like no other. So. so how did you get that uh, Boys Town gig? 
Because, I mean, you haven't done that before, right? No, I have not. Um, but um, I recently got over, you know, uh, uh, being ill, and it wasn't COVID. I was misdiagnosed, actually, twice. Oh, geez. And there's a special place in Omaha, Nebraska for me, and that is um, Boys Town Dowd Chapel, where Father Flanagan is buried. Oh, that's right. You always go there every time you're here. Every time I'm there. It's almost like a confessional. You can just throw you. You know, throw whatever you got out, throw it out. And when I was really bad, I, I just asked him, man, just help me make it through this. This dude can take care of thousands of, of individuals and, and make sure everything in life goes normal. I'm sure he can help me through this, interceding. And so the process rolls itself, and I, I, I got well, and I wanted to come back and visit the chapel and go in that room again yeah. and do what I've done many a times coming to visit at uh, Omaha. So I rolled into Boys Town, and when I did, they tell me that COVID is shut down. <laughs> Everything's shut down. I can't get in there. Well, somebody makes a phone call, and we get a hold of a wonderful man named Herb. Herb says, really? He wants to go into Father Flanagan's tomb. Okay. Tell him to meet me there tomorrow by 10. <laughs> Not nice. only does he let me go in there, lets me kneel once again and do my thing, and he... He shows me around the entire campus, and he gives me a book called um, uh, Legacy of Devotion, which is the entire story of Boys Town and where they started, even named streets and buildings in downtown, which is absolutely awesome yeah. here in Omaha. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's extreme history with this. And um, I told him why I wanted to go, and he, he was like, that's really great. You know, So uh, I told Colleen, I was like, man, it'd be really cool if we could do a show there for some reason. And we called Herb, and he took care of it, and that's how it happened. Nice. And then you had a realty-based uh, um, company pay for all the dinner. You had another individual pay for all the wine and, and uh, beer or soft drinks they wanted, you know, and, and then give them a time to go to a comedy club and laugh. That was amazing. That's how that transpired, just that simple, and especially from the kind heart of a dude named Herb. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Herb. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, right. I, don't, right. I hope he never has to live next to Pat. I'm <laughs> Can you believe I changed Pat? You know, from Frank because Frank in the joke, my Frank mm -hmm. is my uh, Frank is my uh, neighbor. You know that I can't stand. You know that's yeah, why yeah. everybody says fuck Frank. You know. Yeah. Well, a buddy of mine in the audience tonight, Travis Justice, who's a radio ho uh, host, uh, and he's he's super. Just love him to death. He got a friend, and he goes, John, I've never asked you for a favor. And I was like, what do you need, man? He said, look, I got this dude with me, and it's his 20, I mean, a 65th birthday, and his name's Pat. And he said, he's always trying to get me, bro. And he, sometimes we'll go, like, to eat Mexican, and the next thing you know, all the sombreros come out with the guitars, <laughs> and they're singing happy birthday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Yeah, and he his yeah, yeah, I, I do. That's like, I do. I do. <laughs> he said, he said, and then we go... Then we go to, like, the Golden Corral, which is the pastiest of white pasty. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he says to the waiter, you know, yeah, we, but give me the check. We're celebrating tonight. He's, he can be within 
you know, 20 feet of juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's not right. That's, that's not fucking right. <laughs> you know, I, I've told people before, hey, bro, I'll give you that ointment back. I'm still using it, but man, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you start talking about you could be within 20 feet of a juvenile. That, I mean, bro, you, you, you fucking with somebody. <laughs> so he said... <laughs> So he said, hey, you got to get him, please. So I said, I got it. He goes, let me tell you something. I said, no, don't tell me shit. How long has he known you? He should know yeah. you got this. I mean, come on, dog. I got this. Yeah. So so <laughs> when I got on stage, I normally talk about a neighbor that I cannot stand. Yeah. You know, Frank, fuck Frank. Always in your business, worrying about me smoking weed. Shut up, Frank. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, I just took Frank and changed him to Pat. <laughs> so now Pat is my buddy, um, Justice's friend, who's always fucking with, with the hats and the saying stupid things. And now, so I'm going to talk about this dude named Pat. <laughs> and he goes, bro, you got to rag him from stage. And I was like, oh, I'm going to add him in. He ain't even going to know I'm talking to him. So <laughs> like, yeah, I got a neighbor named Pat. Fuck Pat. Everybody, <laughs> fuck Pat. <laughs> bro, now listen, listen, this is the way it was supposed to work out, oh, okay? It was supposed to work out where I just have a lot of fun throughout the whole show with Pat. Yeah. So even if I didn't have a joke that ended, I could talk about, you know, what color is the sky? Blue. No, it's Pat blue. <laughs> See, it wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? It wouldn't matter. The color of the sky is fuck Pat. <laughs> exactly. At that point, it doesn't matter. Fucking Pat's, Pat's in the story. <laughs> so, so I'm up in there and I'm doing it. Well, as I'm going along, there's some people in Omaha, Nebraska that is on my side. Mm. And when they said fuck Pat, it, they meant they will fuck Pat <laughs> up. <laughs> so I was supposed to, okay, I was supposed to just <laughs> joke about him and then at the end explain what we were doing. Well, by the end of my show, there was no way I was going to point this man Because <laughs> I thought two of these fuckers in this audience were seriously, I mean, they weren't fucking, fuck Pat! <laughs> if y'all do me a favor, leave an extra dollar on the table for your wait staff. That would be wonderful. I want to thank y'all for coming out tonight. Even Pat was walking out of here going, fuck Pat! <laughs> He didn't even want to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> and he's bad. His name is Mike tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck bad, he said. <laughs> he, he walked out of here. He thought I was going to pull him on stage. You know, so he walked yeah. out the back door. And his wife was sitting there. She was crying, laughing. I said, he's put, is he mad? And he goes, no, he's upset with me. Travis said that. Yeah. I know he's upset with me because I, I, you know, we just been laughing at the table. And, <laughs> and Anjana, Anjana, she, she's Travis's wife is dying. That was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and Pat's wife is going, fuck Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so I was tripping up, man. It was, it was like awesome. So Pat's walking out of the room, man. Fuck Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I didn't even end that the way I wanted it to. It, it would have turned out bad. A couple of people just. I, I knew they were going to. I mean, when the tractors pulled up, I knew. I knew they. That was not the people to mess with. It was fucking <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave Pat out of this at the end of this. Thing. We're going to save him tonight. That's it. It's gone. <laughs> That's awesome.
So every time you come here, uh, you've always seemed like you have, you know, friends and, and because you've been coming so long, you have such great friends, you know, Travis, Jake. I mean, you know, one show tonight, you've had, you know, two sets of friends. Uh, is that is it like that everywhere you go? I mean, do you always have such, you know, good friends? In yeah, they're not enough to fill a room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you did, we wouldn't be seeing you here. <laughs> Oh, God, that's good. That's good. Honesty is a wonderful thing. It really is. It's freeing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's freeing. Yeah, I get I get good friends. Man, listen, uh, um, a, a widget is a widget is a widget. Yep. And if you're selling it, you sell it. And so um, all I can sell is that, uh, it, is that who I am, you know what I mean? So here it is. This is what it is, you know what I mean? Um, you know. You like it, you like it, you can see it, you see it, you don't, you don't, move on, you know. So um, the friendships that I've developed are good ones. They're, they're good ones, you know. They're, they're, they're forever, you know. They're, you don't think they're going to be, you know, and even if it's once a year, you really are able to rekindle where you left off. The, the, these people, I've been coming so, so long that these people's children I watch grow up. My, my kids are already, they were bummed out I was coming out to see you tonight. And they're like, all right, we're going to come up and see him tomorrow. Give him hugs for us. Tell him we'll see him tomorrow. I, I would tell, I would t when, when your daughter told me, go be funny. <laughs> that, little, a, that little bitch. That's, that's a great thing. That's exactly what that little bitch said. She said, I, I said, I said, come here, let me hold you. And she's like, no. Yes. And she, daddy was, was in the air telling. And she goes, go be funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, what? What'd you say? And she said, go be funny. And then he's like, oh, I'll go be funny. And then she buried her head in my shoulder. And she must have been like, dude. Yeah, that's the first time I cussed the child out. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe what this bitch just said to me. <laughs> I, said, I said, that thing going to grow up to be a bitch, right? <laughs> no. And, and my I wife did not say that. My, my wife goes, she goes, I think it's the first time she's been called a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that, that story is told to people who have kids that I'm watching growing up in other cities. And I could tell you stories of other people's kids in other cities yeah. as that instance is. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, there's, there's friendships that are built and there's, there's different. I don't put a number on it, you know, there's, you know, how long and how many you know, avenues of friendship I've been through across the country. You know, you, I guess it's a, um, I guess it's a blessing no matter what it is. You know, yeah. In the sense of long term, being on the road, and you know, if you're away from your family, it'd be nice to be around another. Yeah. Well, and you even talk. I like when you m talk about that on stage. You know, when you say that you're getting ready to leave for the week, and you say to your wife, you know, your wife's like, "Oh, where you're going?" Like, "Okay, well, I'll call you every night." But when you say, you know, you tell her, "I'm going to Omaha this week," she's like, "All right, I'll, I'll talk see to you when you, when get, you back. get back." Yeah. 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 She knows. I mean, Colleen is a friend of mine for years, for years. We go back, way back to Dodge in 114th. And um, there was a golf bar next door. Divots. Divots. <laughs> I hate that something. And so um, <laughs> that, was, that was way back when. Colleen's, I knew Colleen's children. They're incredible human beings right now. Oh, yeah. You know, you're enjoying this liquid, water by sheer development through a son yeah. and another son who's an incredible artist. We've had Martin on our podcast before. 
Martin's a trip. I remember uh, I was supposed to talk to Martin about smoking weed. <laughs> and um, I'm serious. I'm serious. I was supposed to go talk to him about smoking weed. So, whatever, dude. You know what? Shit your ass. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> she said I'm serious. she sent you to go talk to yeah, him. Yeah, so she, she says, uh, John Paul, you, uh, talk to Martin. And if you get, you need to tell him about smoking weed. And I found pot underneath his bed in the tray. So we busting out laughing. And I love Colleen to death, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't see how, sh how by herself she raised two incredibly remarkable men. They're beautiful men, you know? And um, I remember going, Martin was working at a guitar shop, bless his heart. And I walk in and I'm like, dude, man, you want to smoke? You can't put your stuff right under your mattress. You gonna <laughs> 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 That's good advice. Yeah, <laughs> sound advice. You know, I swear to God, I'd never tell the story, but they're grown men now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I'm just being real, but th that's just incredible. I mean, if you know Martin, he was on the podcast, you yeah, know yeah. what a gentle soul that is. Oh, you yeah, know? absolutely. There is, there is a huge gentle soul that rests in that body. It's really a trip. So, um, uh, my kids know Colleen as Auntie Fun Fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and opening gifts and presents and receiving stuff. Columbus, Ohio is family. Birmingham, Alabama. Oh my God, those are good people. I, I've been, I traveled with them before. Dave Stroop is my buddy up in uh, Columbus, Ohio. He books me and I love him to death. Um, yeah, there's friendships everywhere. You hold on to them. You love them as much as you can. Well, and you know, we, I remember, I remember several years ago when you were here uh, and Colleen uh, wanted to surprise you and we did a roast of you here. And you know we filled up this this whole yeah, and Freddie Freddie DeMarco that, came. Yep. Yes, he did. Yeah, yep. and we had all kinds of people coming up and going up and saying things about you. You know, and you know, and that that was you know a fun and an amazing night that you know Colleen put together, and it was you know a lot of fun. Everybody, you know, she. <laughs> I remember she opened up by saying, "All right, this is the one time where we're not going to let John have a microphone, so we can't talk back. <laughs> 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 He's got to sit there and shut up and listen to us talk." And uh, you know, it, it's, it's been fun. My, my favorite memory of John is when he, uh, checked a, uh, industrial paint sprayer to, to help paint Amy's house. Like in checked it luggage? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I shipped a, um, uh, Greco, like yeah, 440, uh, air, air paint, you know, air gun. Shipped it to uh, to Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah, <laughs> and then we did. Yeah, you, you were with me on that. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that bitch from across the street came by. You know, after yeah. it was like, oh, the color is really now the color, the color. And what did we do? We repainted the god doggone house. You heard, man. You heard, man. Because of that bitch across the street. Seriously. And her house was gray with white trim with a red front door. Bitch, please. <laughs> kind of feng shui shit you trying to fuck. You, you, you on crack. She on crack. And she come over there and tell us, it's just not nice. Well, you need to stay across the street. What color, what color was it? <laughs> I don't really give a fuck if it was purple. I mean, bitch, I just painted this. <laughs> <laughs> you picked out the color. <laughs> I'm doing this for free for my friend. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 
<laughs> we repainted the house and we painted the khaki with white trim and navy blue accents. It was badass. It was nice. Made her house look better. Catacorna from Jimmy, Bu- uh, not listen to me, Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably be more exciting. <laughs> Catacorna from uh, Warren Buffett's house is a trip. Sitting me out there spraying on that house, and then you get security guards. Like, like, Shit, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was a time to remember, man. That's a good memory. Remember the dude brought the boom truck? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we said, if anybody can get us a boom truck, we set it on Todd and Tyler, and I'll be damned if the boom truck didn't show up the next day. No kidding. I didn't hear that part. Yeah, we were able to get I, that. I remember the, that's the awesome. painting and everything, but yeah. I didn't know that. We were able to get the peak of it, you know, which was pretty cool. God, that was that was pretty fun. That's yeah. awesome. That's a good memory. Mm. I remember at the roast, uh, my kids were here with uh, Daisy's son, a couple other kids, and they were outside over here throwing uh, Mardi Gras beads over <laughs> oh, to yeah, people yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, John Paul came out and and hollered <laughs> at them from the back, and they were all like turned around, <laughs> like, "Hey, what are y'all doing over there?" And they were all just like, <laughs> 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 Oh God, John! Don't put up with no bullshit. Yeah. No, and it's uh, I like those because of your southern accent and stuff. I'm from the south. That remind me of like me being little, living in Alabama, and an uncle doing that. Like it was just it was a whole like memory thing. It was awesome. <laughs> it, it uh, I'll never forget that because uh, it, it was great. Uh, not like old fog horn, leg horn. I say, I say, boy, <laughs> you're a chicken hawk and a rooster. I say, boy, I'm a. Done told you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do that in my show sometimes, and I, and, and I go, I know what y'all thinking. Fuck, I knew I knew that voice somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah, and I think I told this story on a podcast before uh, when uh, there's some, uh, you, you were here, and there was some, uh, the feature was on stage, and there was some drunk lady that had gotten kicked out or something like that. She was leaving. And on her way out, she pushed the tip jar on the bar, and it shattered on the bar. And you chased her down, made her come back up here, apologize, and give us money to pay for a new tip jar. You know, so I was drinking, man. I was. I, was <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right, I ain't chasing no bitch down right now. You know what I mean? Well, that I'll was also. I will throw. A ball glass out of ass. <laughs> I'm a pinger in there. She gonna stop, but for another reason. <laughs> no, but yeah, maybe I. Yeah, well, I that think was I, ten years ago. Or I better. think I remember that. But but yeah, she 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 was just mean. She was mean, and she was mean to the bartender, as if the bartender could handle all of her issues. Yeah. And the bartender has no control over that. And um and and uh, that was that was crazy. I never worry about the drunk person. I always worry about the people that I got to go home and fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's like dirty underwear. You're like, no, I don't want to do this no more. I, no, you, that's nasty. No, I don't want to do this no more. So the drunk person is always the one where I just, you know, it's not, I don't feel necessarily really bad for them. Yeah. I feel bad for the one that has to go home with them. And it's just, woof. Yeah, like Sean's wife. Like, <laughs> Damn, it's like that, huh? <laughs> that's it. That's it. It's over. <laughs> hey, if if anybody listened to the to the D and D episode, they know. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I had a little bit too much. Yeah, you too. 
I um I woke up the next morning and my wife rolled over to me and she was like, "You put your finger in my ear last night." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't I didn't remember doing that or why I would have done that." And I don't I, I don't know. Yeah, she was upset and I said I didn't remember. Rightfully so. And uh, we're fine now. <laughs> yeah, she came up tonight and she didn't seem pissed at all. No, she's not pissed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I can't explain it. <laughs> she was not happy. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Did you like try and give her a wet willy or something? Uh, maybe. I don't I don't remember. So it was we had, had too much fun. We had a lot of fun that night. If you haven't gone back and checked out that episode, do so. We haven't even posted it yet. Haven't we? Uh I don't know. Well, when they're hearing this one, they will. It will be. True. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Quit fucking it up, dude. I thought you left. <laughs> I thought you left. <laughs> so, John, uh, I know you, obviously, you've been coming here for a long time, and you come to, uh, you know, like you said, you've been on 114th and Dodge. And so, but how did you come to Omaha? I mean, did, were you just touring and got booked with Stroop or you know what what brought you here because you know that man Freddie DeMarco that was at that roast yeah him okay he, he's the reason why I'm I'm actually across the country he's the reason why I um, met individuals like uh, Bruce Ayers uh, the owner and GM of the Stardom Comedy Club in Birmingham Alabama that is now like family to me nice you know what I mean yeah yeah um, introducing me to Dave Stroop, introducing me to Colleen Quinn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Young, full head of hair, no gray hair, none. <laughs> none. <laughs> none. <laughs> and then, um, you know, later on got, got pregnant. And we, we had kids, so I knew Colleen before I had children. My son is 20, going to be 23. Wow. I mean, I mean, come on. Life is amazing in that sense. That's 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 crazy. Um, that's how I came here by Freddie, and Freddie spread me across the country. I was performing in a club in Baton Rouge. Freddie was booking that room. Freddie used to book rooms all over the country. And um, and uh, he said, um, "Hey, uh, who do y'all get on such and such a night?" And the club said, "We don't need that. We're gonna do uh, a local guy, John Moore." He said, "What?" <laughs> Send him to me. I want to see him. So I go up there and I do this set, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to feature or whatever for somebody. I believe it was my buddy Todd Yon. He's cool. And, um, I just, I just went off. I did what I was doing to put myself through school. That's how I got started in comedy, mm -hmm. put myself through school that way. So it, it was done. It was over. And from there he took me to meet everybody. And that was really was where everything took off. That's where I met Colleen. That's how I got here. That's where I met uh, the people that booked me in the funny bones across the country that are related to this club, you know? Right. So it was through him. Remarkable dude. God, remarkable dude. Yeah, he seemed like a, such a nice guy. And, you know, Colleen's talked about him for years. Sure. And he's done. He's not in the business anymore. Yep. Yeah. He, when he retired, he retired. When he walked away, he walked away. It's amazing. Sell a club for, you know, a huge amount of money and you don't even own the building. <laughs> that was amazing. But he sold that legend of deja vu. That was made. That was his, you know, from when it started on Cherry Street in the old chocolate factory. Um, mm. And then they built a new building, and that's where the boo is now, you know? So, 
a little different, really, really amazing. Hmm, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't, I did not know that. I didn't know that Freddie was the reason that we uh, get to share all this uh, time with you. Yeah, he's the he's the godfather of it. You know what I mean? How how a uh, Italian got located in the middle? It's Freddie's a trip, man. <laughs> Freddie's Freddie's a trip. He saw a college, he saw an area, and he stuck and moved and built and became. And it was really cool. And he was the one actually pulling comedy out of you know the, even on the West Coast, coming to the Midwest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and and having big names. If you saw the pictures hanging on his wall, you you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It's amazing uh, who had performed at Deja Vu and his history behind himself. He was the one that pulled me when we went and did the Masters at, uh, you know, Just for Laughs in Montreal. It's because of him. So Nice. Yeah. So Colleen is a, is a byproduct of a wonderful person, and that's why both of us think highly of him. Um, and then, you know, after that, you, you got Colleen, and, you know, the rest of the world can blow up. It's pretty cool what you got. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we know where we know how lucky we are to have Colleen with us, and you know uh, how it just other clubs, you know, would love to have somebody that, you know uh, like Colleen in every one of their their clubs, but they don't get her. We keep her. No, they don't. No, they don't. They have some remarkable young people in the chain, and they have some that last a couple of years and move on uh, for one reason or another. But they got some remarkable people. That, that work these clubs. And Colleen knows every one of them. Mm-hmm. She knows every one of them um, and works a, a, a wonderful relationship with everybody, very cohesive. So there's some bright young people that manage clubs across the country who, uh, who held on during pandemic times and are coming back to reopen the clubs. That, that is pretty badass. That's pretty badass. Uh, you you spoke of the that Montreal Comedy Festival. That's a that's a pretty big deal. How old were you, and how did you get into that? Into the fe- like, how does a comic go about getting into that festival? Do they invite you, or is it something that like you have to try out for? You have to try out for it. Listen, listen. <laughs> to me, you know, I, I was I was I was um I was older. You know what I mean. Um. When I finally went full time comedy, I was older, you know, I was thirty, you know. I was I was I was and I had tried out for Montreal multitudes of times in what's called New Faces. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So I and no, no, not this year. <laughs> <laughs> no. you're, not, you're not in the new faces. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not this year. <laughs> so, you know, after you survive the rejection of a bad fuck for, for many years, uh, and then you get this audition and you go in and they invite you to go to the Masters. Now, who the fuck was sleeping at the wheel the last three times? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't just bypass this shit, bitch. <laughs> And the guy that's that shined the most at the festival that year was Bill Burr, and he is who he is. You know what I'm saying? So um, that that festival was amazing, and it was a learning experience. It was fun. Um, you know, notch on your belt, you move forward in the world of comedy. Um, but you keep moving forward and don't look back. So uh, I was very fortunate, but it was very ridiculous at times too, in the sense of. 
you know, that moment in time, it's either yours or it isn't. You know what I'm saying? Um, that moment in time, right? Um, did, 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 you, did you take it for all you could? Uh, and in Montreal, you, you, everybody's nervous, everybody's whatever, but boy, just shined. Pascatelli was a wonderful starlet at the festival, shined like a big dog, nice. amazingly. Um, and so, you know, it, it's an exciting experience, you know. But once it's done, it's done. You move on and, and the next comes, you know. So. Have you done any other, because I know Montreal's one of them, but they have other ones throughout the country. Have you done, did you ever have to do any of those other ones or get to do any of those other? No. When I was in college, I, I involved myself in um, competition and um, I had to send off a tape. And I was already um, student government president at my university where I was going to school. I found out if you ran for student government president, you get your tuition paid for. Oh. So, uh, so I had my tuition paid for. You know what I'm saying? I was like, <laughs> you yeah, tell your yeah, son to do that, David. This ain't nothing but a... <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't nothing but a popularity contest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do comedy, bitch. Bring it on. We're <laughs> 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 about to run with this motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, so we sent off the tape, and they divided the country into quarters. Uh-huh. And I was the SEC. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you can divide it up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Southeast, whatever. You know what I mean? I was, I was the SEC. And um, we went and did um, MTV. And I shared a tent with Tone Loke and Samantha Fox. Really? Um, now, that's old school. I mean, some well, people, <laughs> some people listening to this podcast are gonna be, dude, this dude was like from you know the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> that was like so long ago. Uh, so I shared a tent with Tone Loke and Samantha Fox, and I had two of my best friends with me, two of my best friends with me, and um, we were in the tent, and he rolled a joint. And it was a big pregnant joint, you know, big fat in the middle, a little bit of pony. And, you know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, we we burned in this in this tent, and um and it, it's laid out. I say tent. Please don't think it's a pop up from Coleman. <laughs> this is a white tent that's amazingly set up, and it's got um. It's got trays of food and barrels of drinks and things like that. It's catered. So we burn one, and Samantha Fox walks in. You know who that is? I mean, um, um, downtown Judy Brown. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. So, so that's how old school this is. And listen to me. That's when MTV was a video uh-huh. television, right? When <laughs> they actually did video. It was MTV. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and bro, she was, you know, the... And here we are in this space. And um and she walks in the tent and she goes, she goes, it smells like a baby's dirty diaper in here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 your boy goes, your boy goes, we ain't here doing a while back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, you Oh, fucking kidding me. Oh, <laughs> and I was kind of awestruck. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Because all we were doing, all we were doing was doing something for that day. You with me? For that day. So, um, so 
we, we were in this tent, and it was like five or six different tents. And they were up on a level that was overseeing on the beach the Bengals play. Nice. That night, we did MTV Spring Break. Um, four comics performed, um, and, uh, and then Jerry Seinfeld performed. And then um, uh, that was the end of that. Then they take and and bring four of us to do the Charlie Rose show in um, what is it New York? You know they take us to do Charlie Rose, mm-hmm. and um, so we did Char- the Charlie Rose show, which I, I didn't really have a whole lot of fun on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> His producer pissed me off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she asked me like, "Why do you use that black accent?" And I was like, "Dude." Dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you kidding me, right? <laughs> right before I'm going to go on? Are you yeah. serious? This is what you're going to tell me right before I go on? <laughs> oh, you you got to be joking. So when we got on there, he was like, this and how is this? And I know this and this and that. And how does it affect you? And I was like, well, actually, it's kind of funny because you're Producer just asked me, why do I use a black accent voice? Ain't that something that's not racist? <laughs> 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 Bro, she didn't like that when I got off that set, but whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we did so the, you were not back on Charlie Rose show? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because my career took off after that. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a good Charlie Rose interview. Oh, you tell you that. Send you straight to a special. So, <laughs> but like this podcast is going to That's, gonna that's do. right. <laughs> you might get like one extra person at your next show. Uh, you don't know. My Facebook went up three times. <laughs> I mean, three people, but it went up. Yeah, yeah. No, so, so, um, so we, we, we did the show and then we came back. They entered us into another one, and that's where I did Showtime. It was a, it was a, a huge night of comedy and. There were many of us, uh, and Leslie Nielsen emceed it. And oh. so um, that's, I think, when Airplane 72 came out, or whatever number they were on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they were like, <laughs> 80 of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and we did that, and then that's it. I, 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 there's no more auditions. There's no more, um, no, no, and it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, those days probably passed maybe 10 years ago. I'm a road dog, yo. That's it. I'm a road dog. You need me? I'm there. I'm on my way. Don't worry about it. I'm flying. I got you. I'm at. I got you. Here we go. Next. Let's go. So you don't have any, so do you have no interest in doing like the America's Got Talent or, uh, you know, any of that stuff that the comics are doing now? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do I do I know that it's a can be a good thing and can even increase your money and can get you in different other I, I, man I, I want to slow down <laughs> not hoe down I'm, 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 not, I'm not I'm not I'm like the whore that's probably you know what I mean she, you know anymore and it's gonna fall out of you you know, but you, you know what I mean <laughs> anymore it's gonna drop it's gonna drop out <laughs> yeah yeah when you're already using a chipper clip to hold everything up, I mean, seriously, you know, you got to stop. stop. I don't want to be that. You know what I mean? You want to be up on stage and have no. your pussy fall on the ground? No. There's going to be a day when I go, look, y'all, I love y'all, but this is it. I ain't coming up here anymore. <laughs> I'm telling y'all right now, we, 
we rotate this damn thing. I don't have to come in the winter every goddamn year. <laughs> every time I come up here, I freeze my balls on that patio. I know. With the last vice I got, smoke a cigarette. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Go out there. I can't breathe. Come in. What's wrong? Shit. And every time you always say, Colin, why can't you book me in the warm weather? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If we switched it up, it'd probably suck. <laughs> I think people are like, oh, well, I'll laugh at John Morgan while he's freezing his ass off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck we were talking about, but yeah. You right, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> just just picturing John uh, on stage and his pussy dropping out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's what we were speaking of. My <laughs> vagina falling out of my legs. That's exactly what chapter we were on. <laughs> I, I, I want to do it as long as, as, long as I, I can and have some fun with it, but uh, there's going to come a time when I'm going to donate more time to something totally different. Um, and, and that's going to be by choice. Right. Not by um, any, any other means, but by choice. Because um, I've, had a, I've had a lot of fun. Extraordinary. Of fun, and by no means is this any mention of a retirement. It's not what I'm saying. I've, I got a child in in high school. I got two in college now, and one's going to be going in while one's going out. Uh, and so there is a uh, there's a need for consistency in finances, running a home. Uh, that's just basic knowledge. That's just basics. No, go find your freedom. No, fuck you. Take care of them kids, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Before they fall on my payroll. What the fuck? <laughs> I got enough of this shit. I got enough to pay for my own stuff. I'm done, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Pop, you seen my new tennis shoes? Yeah, you seen my crack tooth, bitch, since Reagan been along. <laughs> <laughs> Slow down on them fucking tennis shoes. I get this crack tooth fix. <laughs> Won't keep biting this out of my mouth because it gets sucked in. This is such bullshit. Oh, God. The dog's going to get his ass squeezed before I get my tooth fixed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be kidding me. You want him to keep dragging his ass on the carpet? No. Then we got to get a squeeze. Get that dog's ass squeezed before I get my tooth fixed. You hear me? <laughs> There's going to be some shit in this family. I'm done with this. <laughs> I, I really got a chipped tooth. I really do. <laughs> That's what sucks, dude. That's what sucks. You, you should mention on Todd and Tyler. Remember sure. in the beginning when we said truth is fucking funny. Truth is <laughs> Todd and Tyler, that's a whole nother ball game. Oh yeah. They are like brothers. They're cool, man. And and Craig, he's he's the best. That brother take a joke and keep rolling and just li live life. He came to a close call. He was he was he he he's bounced back in life. That was amazing. He's a he's just a good friend. Oh yeah. And Todd and Tyler and their families are beautiful, you know? God. I remember going to <laughs> it's Christmas time. Eh? I love this story. I, <laughs> I love this story. It was Christmas time, and I took the wreath off the front of his door, and I knocked on the door. And when he come to the door, I was like, hey, man, I brought you this. You know, I want to say Merry Christmas. And he's like, oh, man, this is beautiful. <laughs> 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 and, and, and his wife said, she goes, <laughs> she says, um, 
She goes, um, that's that's my fucking race. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I just started hanging around. Uh, and I thought, of, yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we sitting there, you know, I mean, we, we were in the, in the gathering and meeting people and saying hello and how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. I made my way down into this basement. Now, number wine everywhere. So I grabbed a bottle of wine. <laughs> and I went upstairs. And I went to his wife and I said, I, I was just joking about your wreath, but I want to give you a bottle of wine and say, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he said, That's my fucking bottle of wine. <laughs> so, so she recognized the wreath, <laughs> but he recognized the wine. You know, he's like, Fuck, that's my wine. <laughs> Son of a bitch, quit stealing shit. <laughs> oh my god, that's too funny. Oh, that's shit. great. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that story. <laughs> that correlates right back into what we talked about earlier about friendships and the things that happen. You know, I mean, that's just part of it. Those things you can't forget. No, Not, God Almighty, you can't forget. Go, go be funny. You can't forget. Yeah. You, 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 you live those, you know, everything that's good and bad. You, you take in your thought process forever and you decide whether or not. And for me, it's always to return, you know. It's always to return. I like the audiences of Omaha, Nebraska. Shit, man, they, they're fun. They're easy. They're hardworking. Mom and pops, they get it. They understand, you know. At the same time, they're loving and accepting of people, you know, which is also a great quality to, you know, metropolitan. Do you go? <clears throat> do you go a lot of places that where it's a tough room for you? I mean, because I've seen you take tough rooms here and you know flip them. I mean, like you know the the, the MC will go up and it's rough for them, and the feature actor go up and it's rough for them. And you're like, I got this bitch, watch out. And then you get up there and you fucking turn that room and you have them, you know, eating out of the palm of your hands the way that you do. D- do you have places that are tough for you, or can you pretty much flip any room? Oh, what a joy it would be to say, oh, I can flip any room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the majority of the rooms, because nobody can fucking I've flip I've never every room. had a room make me w- walk away. All right. Okay? And, and, and I'll tell any comedian this, whether you're in the beginning or you're, you, I don't care. Don't give up the stage. Do your time unless instructed by somebody, like a management or somebody or whatever. Don't give up your stage. Get up there. Stay up there. Stay the course. Make it work. Uh, why would I not take a math class that I can't, I'm not doing well in, and so I'm, I'm, it's early math. You have to do it. So um, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm drop this. What is better? Go all the way through. Fail it if you got to. But go all the way through. Oh, but you lost your GPA. Man, you're trying to learn. Go all the way through. That way, the second time you do it, you're coming through that material truly for a second time. And to me, that means everything. Don't give up the stage. When you're up there, hold on to it and make it work. Um, I've had very few of those. And I have had more moments awkward in a corporate than I would have ever necessarily had it in a club. So, So, you know, reading an audience and being able to curve and move and switch and hit, it's very important, but it's also important to have failed. 
You know, anybody who says they didn't fail, I tell them, you're a fucking liar. You, you're bullshit. Don't say that. It's bullshit. Everybody has had those times where you, th- you know, and let me tell you something. As comics, as entertainers, we are our hardest critics. Oh, yeah. We are our worst critics. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll nail ourselves for no reason, for, for good God, man. Just let it go. It's over. It's done. I've had I've had some audiences in the early days, but you know that's a long, long time ago. <laughs> 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 I really haven't had that, you know what I mean, in, the, in, the, in that sense. But uh, I mean, comes with time too. It comes with uh, patience and a little bit of you know road dog attitude. Yeah. Well, and being a road dog and something we've talked about we talked about on this podcast because we are door guys is when the crowd acts out. Do you have any stories? Along, I have worked a bunch of your shows here, and I, I don't feel like we've ever had anyone act out and be crazy enough that I've had to kick out during one of your shows. Um, I'm sure we've had issues before. You know what I mean? But th- this area is not a, an area for somebody like that. People get more excited than they do you know, screaming at the comic. Or they're the ones that want to. It's only because, did he say Chevrolet? I drive a Chevrolet! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. rock dude! And you're on stage going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get a door, man. <laughs> somebody somebody got to tell him I got this. <laughs> Sometimes it winds up you being the one to say, you know, bro, bro, it's a one-man show. I got this. When I wrote this, ain't nobody told me I had to write a part for you. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't come with that script tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I have to practice on Thursday (laughs) of next week. (laughs) Yeah, when you're not here. Let Duvall be here. You better rewrite that material. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've never performed in front of a black audience before. (laughs) I'm staying an extra week. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch this shit. (laughs) 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 That's some of the greatest rooms in the world of work is a full black room. Good God almighty. That's almost like a gift from God. Sure you kill in those rooms. As for opening line is the best. I know black people. They didn't tell me either. (laughs) (laughs) after that you rolling buddy i'd love to go to watch you just kill an all-black room um i get i get um a a large portion of uh african-americans visit my show across the country and um Surprisingly, um, to the over, uh, you know to the amusement of, of waiters and waitstaff and, and management, you know, like, oh, your crowd's really diverse. You know, your crowd's really diverse. <laughs> 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 Do you mean we have more than six black couples in this place? <laughs> well, by God, I think we do. <laughs> we, we did it. Yeah, we did it. Good God Almighty. <laughs> I remember performing in uh, Columbia, uh, Columbus, no, Columbia. North Carolina, no, South Carolina. Columbia, South Carolina. Good God almighty, come on, John. <laughs> I had a Biden moment for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing, man? What's going on? All right, so, um, so, um, 
I'm doing the show there for years, and they moved the sh- club from St. Andrews to another street called Two Knock Road. Do I need to go further with this story? <laughs> 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 the club was moved from St. Andrews <laughs> to Two Knock Road. <laughs> it was completely urban. <laughs> if you were white, bring your shoes. You cannot play on a black stage. <laughs> and I used to have some of the most enjoyable evenings performing there than I did anywhere. And it was strictly about my relationship with the audience. Mr. Wiggum, I never forget, used to sit there and uh, watch people come in. And like three or four white people would come, and he'd be like, we got too many whites here. (laughs) 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 He was was awesome, He was awesome, man. He was so funny. He passed away, bless his heart, and then his wife gave up the club and said, "Ah, I'm done. Bless her heart, you know. Um, uh, But, God, twice a year I'd go there. Twice a year. That's amazing to me. With a with a eighty percent black audience, it was just a just a joy to perform there. But boy, he would see white people walk in, going, uh, "Put him in section 38. <laughs> 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 All you would see in the back of the room was a light glow of white skin. <laughs> I felt the irony was amazing. <laughs> he knew what he knew what he was doing, and I knew what to say on stage too. There's a lot of white people in the black back tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that line went. Your wild. restrooms are to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I had sisters falling out of chairs. It's, it's, black people express themselves so amazingly in the club. When they're happy, they're happy. They don't care what's happening around them. Just oh man, it's a it's a wonderful audience, circling all the way back. Yes, there are the times when you struggle on stage. Those are the times you test yourself. Am I ready for this? Do I have a, a sharpness and a rhythm to myself where I can bounce in and out of it? You know what I mean? Or do I do that great pause and try to make it be like you know, blah blah? I'm switching gears. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, yeah, yeah, good times, bad times. I don't think I've had really many here. I don't think I've had bad hecklers here there are places that haven't and I, I i i tolerate a lot now more than i did in the early days Ooh. is that oh, I was just because you're older and you're more of that road dog and you know how to handle that yeah, and I, don't, I mean i don't want to die from a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> like not, not worth it john morgan dropped dead in toledo ohio <laughs> 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 Flying into Detroit, he did. They just went to Toledo. Shot in the head during the third set. It's amazing. Road dog. <laughs> All the people in Omaha are very upset. That's what they tell me. <laughs> oh, God. What are we at time-wise? Uh, I don't want to keep him here for yeah, I know forever. Yeah, we... He, He's had a busy day. We're hitting right. I'll listen an hour. to you all night long, but I know you got to sleep at some point. <laughs> listen, listen. If something ever happens to me, they're gonna burn me up. I'm gonna get about twenty little vials of dust. I want y'all to sprinkle it on stage. Hell yeah! 
and I'm going to do that all over the country. Now, I need you all to do that on like a, a, a Thursday because they, they mop the stage on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to headline the whole week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm serious. Got you. I'm serious. Don't fuck with me. I'm serious. No, I got oh, you. Yeah. Don't be dumping my ashes Sunday night like, we're going to do it on a Sunday. No, they mop tomorrow, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? You sprinkle my ashes on every stage on a Thursday so I can perform the whole weekend. <laughs> we ain't canceling no shows neither. I don't think Colleen's going to send uh, your no. check. No, no. <laughs> yeah. she, she won't pay you for that week. Y'all gonna y'all gonna sprinkle it on a Sunday. <laughs> I can't, but y'all gonna have somebody from the kitchen mop the stage. <laughs> I be like, damn. As soon as uh, you, as soon as the vial's empty, Colleen's gonna tell him to go get the mop. <laughs> That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> Nobody's getting the last vial of my ashes, I can promise you that. That's going in a douche, and my wife's going to run me one more time. At least you got a good plan. Yeah, I'm going out in summer's eve. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's golf breeze, bro. I, I think it's golf breeze. <laughs> hey, what did y'all do at John Morgan's Ashes? Oh, we put it out on Sunday night, and Colleen made us, made us kaboom it off the stage. <laughs> we used kaboom and a swiffer sweeper. <laughs> Where's he at? He's by the alleys in the trash can. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's my dick. I hope that's what y'all <laughs> hope that's what part you your dick. <laughs> you bastards. You know what? I don't even like this podcast. <laughs> I don't know who listens to your podcast. Here is my parting words. Be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself before you forgive anyone. Good God Almighty, it's a short period of time we live on this thing called Earth. Good man, please forgive yourself. And in the process, it is quite easy after you do that to forgive anybody else. Whatever you do, do it at its best because people around you are counting on it. I wish I could go on stage and half-ass an act. I wish you could go up there with no energy and turn around and make more money, but I can't but I can give this staff and I can give my audience as much as I possibly can. And I don't care what your widget is. If you're picking it up or you're selling it or you're sewing it or you're building it or, or, you're, or you're riding in it or you're developing it, it doesn't matter. Do your job and forgive yourself when you fail. And it's going to make the world a little easier place. And quit crying about shit, bitch. <laughs> Pick yourself up. Fucking move forward. Excuses. Fuck you. Life is rough. Between birth and death is drama, better known as life. Nobody has uh, a complete hold of the wheel of that journey between the two. But at least in the process, as said in the beginning, be kind to yourself. Forgive yourself. Life's going to be a little Good night. John Paul Morgan. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. We Thank love you. you, brother. Love you, man. 
Please Adam, I hope you, uh, Adam was the guy that emailed us. I hope you uh, got everything you wanted out of that and more because I know uh, we did for sure. We'd like to thank everybody for listening and uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, watch the video. You can see John and all of his glory. Pornhub. Pornhub. Sean, <laughs> Sean's on Pornhub. Email is uh, doorguyspod at yahoo.com. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, oh wait. I was oh, you got a song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. said you had a John Paul Morgan song. I do. Is it this one, right? Nope. No, that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hold on. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs>